All right. We are live. Uh, we are. Uh, we made it. Wow. It is a great example of, be, of being unstoppable. Yeah. Talking about being unstoppable, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, Greg Harrelson here, of course, with uh, a familiar face, two familiar faces. I, I'm, you know, going to share the the uh, this light with Abe Safa, you know, a good partner, friend and great agent in Myrtle Beach. And then Richard Dougal from Canada, longtime friend. Um, known each other through the Mike Ferry organization, met each other years and years ago and um, have just crossed paths many times. And, you know, and, and uh, one of the things that I just love about, you know, what you've done lately is you've just, I say lately, you've been doing it all your life probably, but you just have just did such a deep dive in the, the, the language and, and conversations and communication and um, just wanted to, you know, bring this to the real estate sales solution, especially at this time where, you know, people are a little bit uh, chaotic, but uh, so welcome both of you. But also um, I apologize to those that were waiting for us. You know, we were gonna do a Zoom call and go live, um, but it, it appears that there might be some uh, bandwidth issues because we got stuck in this spinning scenario. And so we had to, uh, or Abe logged, uh, started something with StreamYard um, uploaded another app, <clears throat> found out how to use it really quick, and here we are. So, <laughs> we had to adapt. Yeah, hey guys, had to adapt. That's right. It's a great metaphor for what's going on right now. That, that's right. They're saying, you know, stand in the wind. Don't be flown away, right? So we got to stand in the wind, and uh, we did that. Yeah. And we just kept going, and that's an example of being unstoppable, of being a gladiator. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, because um, we we had an opportunity, right? Like. Um, yeah. Should we just cancel the live and just record it and then upload it later? And, you know, we, you know, we, we had a lot of options to to quit. Um, obviously, we didn't. And, um, yeah. and hopefully um, agents will take that same approach to the real estate uh, business. right? And now. what we demonstrated there is the word agility, mm. because we went from a different stream. I mean, Abe is an ingenious. He, he went <laughs> find something else yeah. online. Like, where else can we broadcast? And we found a good one. It looks like pretty good. So I can see you guys. Look, yeah, that's right. Good. So here's here's the cool part. Talking about the universe just unfolding. Um, Gary Henderson sent me a text um, as we were going through issues. Actually, right before we were going through issues, he sent me a text about Streamyard. He he said, "Hey, check out this new service. Um, it's really cool." So it was in my text message. I was like, "I'll check it out later." Uh -huh. We had the issues. I was like, "Yeah, let's go try that one." Check and it out then, now. Huh? Yeah, cool. And it was so it was so simple to to get going. So I'm glad we got it working. I was like, I'll check um, it out later. Uh, yeah, we had. <clears throat> so when the universe just lined up for us, basically, right? All yeah, right. exactly. That's that, that's fantastic. Well, cool. Well, you know, Abe, let's go ahead and let's get started. I mean, we've got a, a great guest in, in in Richard. And Richard, why don't you just tell everybody where you are? I mean, I know you're in Canada, and every time. You tell me you're in Canada. You tell me where you are, and then I, I probably ask you every time we talk. <laughs> are you on the east coast or the west coast? I mean, I, I don't know anything about Canada, man. I just I'm actually in Toronto. I'm really in Toronto. Just in Canada. That's what I know. Yeah, yeah, in Toronto. Yeah, you're in Toronto because yeah, uh, there's a lot of people that are in the outskirts, but you wouldn't know what you know where Kitchener was. So they say Toronto. That's but right. I'm actually in Toronto. Yeah. Okay, understood. Well, 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 good. Well, we sure do appreciate you being here, and and just wanted to you know, have a conversation around communication. And, right. you know, I, I kind of look at you as um, someone that is, you know, mastered yet continuing to pursue mastery 
um, in communication and especially around NLP. Um, but can we just start basic in like, what is NLP? What would be your interpretation of NLP and why is it important? We'll get through that little technical dialogue and then yeah, we'll yeah. move on to more fun stuff. But just for those people that are not too familiar with this, uh, this, this concept, can you just kind of open our, our minds with that? It was based on modeling. So what the, what happened is that, you know, a lot of the learnings and how to be good at something, for example, was based on, well, here's a dentist, you know, how do dentists do their business? Or here's a speaker, how does a speaker be a speaker? Or how does this, uh, the boxer become a boxer? But NLP, the principle of it is said, what does the best do? We don't want the average. What is the best on the planet, the best? And what makes them different? You know, so they went to look at some therapists, for example, and they found that a few therapists were able to get incredible results, like ridiculous results, where somebody was in psychotherapy literally for eight years with like, you know, half a percent increase. And they go and see Ericsson, and in one shot, in 20 minutes, the phobia is gone. Mm. You know, like whatever it was, or they couldn't get on stage, or they had uh, scared of crowds, or whatever it was, and they were just in crowds talking to everybody. And they go, what the heck, you know, what's he doing? So they actually went to study them. And modeling is what they do is that they say, well, let's copy everything they're doing. And then it's a process of elimination of variables to find out exactly what it was. So with Ericsson, he had a voice polio. So he spoke like this, like, yeah, yes, sit down in the trans chair, you know, like that. So they copied it. And then they said, well, let's take out the voice and keep the words. And that was modeling. And they found it's actually the words, it's not the voice. And they found, then what happened is that people learn and they, they taught the world. So here I am in an NLP class. And when you go to an NLP class, there's not usually a lot of people there, but this one, there was a lot. And they went around the room and they said, what do you do? And one was a, a head nurse, one was a therapist, one was a hypnotist, one was a Reiki specialist, one was a prison warden, the second in charge. And he wanted to know how to uh, you know, run his corporation or his business better, you could say, as a prison. And it was so funny because they said to me, you know, and Richard, why are you here? And I go, I want to make money. <laughs> and I did it, you know, a bit of mischief, right? So what I realized is a lot of the people in that business, if you go online or whatever, you go, oh, well, what's this? Because it's therapy-based. I had to strip, strip all that out and because all I'm interested in is persuasion. That's my focus. I wouldn't say all interested. That is, then I realized later that to be persuasive, you got to build, you got to work on yourself. That's where it begins. But you know, it all comes together. So it's a language. I that my definition is going to be different. But mine is a language. How to structure conversation, body language, communication, to get yeses, to move people forward, to get to to have people uh, move their mind into a certain direction, which is to me a close. Right? You know, which is and to me a close is uh, so. What do we do next, Greg? Or how do we do this? That's the ultimate clause, right? Yeah. So you said a couple things here. Persuasion. So we talk about persuasion. And um, some people might say, well, isn't that manipulation? Right. Right. You know, there's that there's yeah. there's there's that 
there's the conversation around, um, you know, some people when they understand, you know, some of the techniques that are used in NLP, that it could be manipulation. And, and I, and, and my interpretation of that is the difference between manipulation and persuasion, at least in this dialogue is one's intent. Exactly. Yeah. What, my intent, like what yeah. is my intent for persuasion is my intent is it really all about me gaining something that at the cost of the person that I'm gaining it from? Or is it about me actually being able to help them gain something? And this is just the proper strategy to get them to move forward. I, I kind of look that that's the differences in beautiful. Manipulation. That's exactly a great explanation. Yeah, okay. it's the intent. It's like, you know, we tell our kids like they're not doing their homework. Well, that's persuasion. You want them to do the homework. Yes. And you're going to do whatever you do to do it. Now, what happens is that when people don't know real persuasion, elegant persuasion, where they're guiding people to make the decision for themselves. Yes. Then they use what we call, and I call like negative motivation, which is guilt or anger. So if you look at a household, how do they get people to do something? Guilt or anger. So either way, you're going to persuade. So why not do it in a different way by maybe asking a question or using something, you know, like a pattern. And what happens is you're already persuading. In fact, it's been said that you cannot have a conversation without persuasion or influence occurring. It's impossible. So if someone says that's not true, they're trying to persuade me it's not true. Mm. You can't get out of it. So since it's already occurring, then be you know, let's get real. Wow. And I've noticed through the trainings, by the way, that the ones who have the, I mean, some people are not going to like this, but one thing we are not is politically correct. But I've noticed the ones who have the biggest issue with, you know, is it manipulative in a class? Are usually the ones who have a, their own issue with morality and ethics by watching them in other situations. But the one who's clearing what they're doing, do you know they don't even worry about it? Like if you know what you're doing is good, you actually don't look at it. You go, oh, good. Yeah, I want to learn how to influence. Yeah, because your intent is already like, how can I get someone the best price, best terms? I'm, you know, I'm an attorney. You know, how can I get a person to be open mm -hmm. so that I know what's really going on? Because it, the more I know about this subject and what really happens, the more I can build a case. Is it that's persuasion? It's not always coming to a yes, yeah. but that's influence. How do you get someone to open up and be vulnerable? That's persuasion. So one of the ways to be to cause someone to be open is to show vulnerability. To actually be vulnerable, to show something that you're not an expert, you're not like one of our great coaches. Uh, what did he say? He's on the on the stage. We're all writing notes, trying to catch up. And what did he say? Oh, by the way, I have an IQ of eighty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, one and you know one day he said that my um, the headmaster called my parents and said you need to come and talk to me. And they go, what is it? And he's in the room with the headmaster, and. Uh, his dad, his mom, he doesn't even know what it's about. He goes, we did a test on your son. And we thought it was a mistake. And we go, this is something wrong with the test. And they took it again. And it was the same number. And they said to the father, your son is 80, which means he's technically retarded. <laughs> and the father said, you call me for that? You could have called me or I would have told you already. <laughs> Saved you the trouble. Yeah. So he's on the stage saying that. Why is he doing that? 
is showing vulnerability, tonight becomes more likable. Now we can uncover our own mask. Because see, every human being is wearing a mask. We're all wearing masks. And what we're trying to do is show our best side, right? Out there. So what happens is that when somebody feels safe with you, they can be themselves, they'll drop their mask. And now you get openness, and the magic word begins with A, is called authenticity. Yes. And once you get authenticity, you've got true communication. So when we talk about persuasion, it's the word influence, persuasion, connection. I like the word persuasion because it's got that kind of glamour to it, that kind of fun word to it, and I like it. And I'm very congruent with it because I know that what I'm doing is for the best interest for the person. So I, I have no issue with it. Yeah. So what, you know, obviously the real estate sales solutions audience is, is predominantly real estate agents. Yeah. And, and um, what are some of the ways, like, like, can we talk about a few examples? It, it doesn't matter yeah. what the category is of like maybe um a more manipulative way to communicate a real estate have a conversation versus a more persuasive it, I, again it really is the intent but you know right. when it comes to like like what does it look like you know and we could pick any in any part of a real estate dialogue could you just give us an example of maybe what that might look like okay someone can say to you uh you know can you get this price oh yeah no problem See, that, that's manipulative because how can you guarantee the price, especially if it's high? But persuasion could be, because a lot of it, that my, my persuasion wasn't uh, just, the books gave me the foundation. But I had gone a lot of appointments, not as much now, obviously, but I was going to like 60, 60 appointments a month, like listing appointments. I remember my business planner saying, are you sure that's right? Anyway, on your thing, but I had gone 60 a month and sometimes more. And, uh, I never wanted to leave until I got the list. I'm not leaving, that's it. So when I'm going towards the property, and I actually look at it, and the, in my view, it begins with intent. And the intent is, I'm taking this listing. You know, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not even up to them. Mm -hmm. And once I've decided that, I'm relaxed because I know I'm going to do what, I'm going to get that listing on my terms. It's just an attitude. And but I'm just relaxed. And then what I do is before I go out, before I'm up there, I get myself in a state. And everyone needs to have their own ritual. It only takes a second. But what I do, I'll tell you a secret, I tell my team. And I get them to stand up. And I go, you know, and I say, uh, you know, I go, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. But now, like, I'm really, I'm the best. Because I remember selling, doing, I used to do door knocking before, like, before selling pots and pans and whatever. He said, this guy from America, American company, Atlanta. Door knock to sell pots and pans? Yeah, I sell pots and pans. I, I used to sell uh, jewelry. And we used to go into businesses, you know, back end. The, we used to go into businesses and sell, not residential, but sell to the secretaries and go into build office buildings, like downtown Toronto, you know, like up, you know, on the, uh, and, you know, I, you, you got to be smart. So my, com my competition, which is the guys with me, they would go on the top floor, elevate it and go away. But what you do is you go random. So the security guy can't catch you. Right, and eventually it catches you. Usually, yeah. anyway. So what happened is, before you're going out, what you do is, you you get yourself all excited, all pumped up, and almost like your face would be red, your cheeks, and then you calm down. You just calm down. And what happens is, when you do that, the blood's still rushing. 
And you watch what happens when you shake hands. You go, hey, Jim. And you just go out and shake the hand. And somehow when you relax, they can feel the energy. And you are like the sparkles coming from you or whatever the word is. And uh, so an example, you know, so in other words, I'm in a house and somebody would say, so Richard, can you, are you going to get that price? So that an answer that is non-manipulative would be, uh, if, if anyone can, I can. Sign the contract. Right, that kind of thing, right? So unless it's ridiculous, but, you know, those kind of things, whereas you, the answer would be, yeah, 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 no problem. You know, that would be uh, manipulative. Uh, absolutely. Richard, I got a couple of questions for you. Um, so when it comes to NLP and especially with, with sales, uh, like how important is, is building rapport with people? And, and well, Influence I, cannot happen without rapport. It's impossible. Okay. Only coercion. So you can get someone to do something. If you've got a gun, you can get someone to do something, not much rapport. <laughs> but without uh, rapport, influence is not possible, like, you know, persuasion. Okay. And, and can you can you share with the agents out there like what because a lot of a lot of agents right now almost all agents are working from home so usually our conversations are mostly over the phone anyway but now they're all over the phone pretty much so what what, what kind of tips can you give somebody like in in in, in kind of building rapport and, and being better at persuasion you know over the phone well first of all I, it's be uh, let's go beyond techniques a little bit okay. the actual technique is there's something that's really powerful. And then I'll talk about the techniques because a lot of the NLP guys say, you know, mirror and match. But there's something more powerful than that. And that is the state you're in. So let's say you're calling a past client. Remember that sale and what happened well with it and gratitude before you make the call. And someone might say, yeah, but the guy wasn't very cooperative. Yeah, but he gave you the opportunity. You so see, you focus on that. You go, wait a minute, of all the agents, he gave you the job, right? Number one. Number two, what if he was a bit awkward, you know, from the beginning to the end, or they were? Do you know how hard it was for them to choose you? They probably didn't want to choose anybody, but they chose you. So you know, that's for the ones who are tough. Now, sometimes it will be easy because you remember good times, but you get into that state and you go, wow. And these are the three things. It's the, you, you, when you communicate, it's from the head, from the heart, and from the gut. Right, because there's a there's a vein that goes from the brain right to the heart, right to the gut, and it's all connected, all the nerves. So when it actually goes upwards, that's why they're saying it's a gut feeling. It actually travels up. So what happened is that you want to go, yeah, and it doesn't take a long time because people say, well, how long will that take? It could be a moment, you know. So what I do when I go on a listing appointment, one of the tricks I have, because it's a trick, because it's a way of saying it, a fun way of saying it is that uh, on the way, I, I actually think how I like these people. I go, wow. And uh, same thing, the guy may be tough. I go, you know how hard it was for him to give me the appointment? Or the guy may be really friendly, or she may be really friendly, and I kind of like giggle because maybe we had that moment. Do you see how that would affect your attitude when you go in? So all the techniques are brilliant, but this is the mindset behind the technique, and that's what I train my people. Mm -hmm. I've had people that train in NLP with trainers, First of all, they said kind of a therapy base, which hard to convert it. Or other ones that were, you know, kind of average salespeople. And that's why they became an NLP trainer, because they could, you know, thought they could make more money. But I'm a legitimate, you know, producer, you know. So I teach them all the stuff that I do in between to make it real. So what you want to do is get yourself in that, in that state. And then uh, I've tested myself through 
thousand of calls, you know, what really works. So we can match their rate of speech, right? We can match their energy level, match their viewpoint. So if somebody says, I can't stand agents, say, me neither. I have to work with these people. Yeah. You should feel sorry for me, right? You match their viewpoint, right? <laughs> and you match their pronunciation. I'm from England, you know, so I say garage. I say tom tom tomato. How do you guys say tomato? <laughs> <laughs> tomato. Anyway, tomato. Anyway, so you, you, so you, match, you match that. But what I've actually tested, because I actually did it, the, the modeling test, where I subtracted things. And what I found from my experience is that, if, you know, it's going to be hard for someone on this call to say, I got to do all that. Right now, I got to make a call. So start with one, which is match the rate of speech, you know, how fast. Because if you're speaking, you know, we got a friend or someone and he's speaking or someone we just meet and they're speaking really, really slow. What do we think of that person? They're dumb or slow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not really fair, but right. can, can you imagine the thinking that of us? And what if you talk to someone that compared to yourself is speaking really, really fast? Like, yeah, you want to sell a house with yeah. whatever, speaking really fast. What's your impression of them yeah. unconsciously? Yeah, slick. Slimy, yeah, it's like, yeah. So what happened is if you mismatch that, you, can you imagine you've got all these scripts here, all the words, you think they're going to listen to you? So what's more important? So what you want to do is start with that, match their rate of speech. And you do that from the first word. The first word, you go, how do you do that? Like, hello? You go, yeah. You already know, like, hello. They've already, they've already told you, then you match it. Then what you do which is now pacing and leading, which, uh, so I've noticed that a lot of people take some NLP and they do a lot of pacing, but they forget to lead. Because we don't really, I don't know why, but the, the sales coaches in, who, tell, who train real estate, uh, most of many, they don't talk about leading enough. They only talk about rapport. It's over then, because once you've got rapport, the whole point is to get them to move to a decision. Mm -hmm. So then what you can do is someone speaking slow, as you're getting them to talk, them to talk about where they want to move or what they want to do, then you, you start speeding up and you'll watch they'll speed up. And that's called compliance. If you write that word, what you want to do is create compliance, which means now they're doing things that you want to do. They don't even realize it's unconscious. They're following your track. Plus, it's easier to get someone to make a decision when they're in an energetic state. Right? Here I am. I'm at home. For example, when say many years ago, just because the kids were small then, and uh, kind of tired, like no energy, and I want to, I want to, I don't, I can't even reach with the remote control like it's over there. You know, you call the kid upstairs, come down and give me the remote, <laughs> <laughs> right? So what happened? How come? But have you noticed that when you got a lot of energy, you want to do something, you want to actually take action? It's like eleven o'clock at night. You go, which restaurant's open? Like, let's go for a drive. You know, with your buddy or whatever. So you want to get them into that energetic state, but they may not begin from then. And one the other thing I want to mention, I've tested these things in the field. I haven't seen a lot documented. Is that what they say is to match their energy level. But the and I'm going to give you the problem with that advice. It's good advice until you hear this. Is it, what if they go, uh, and you don't go, yeah, what's going on? I just sold the house. So what happens is, it's kind of, if you think about that, Sounds, sounds kind of weird, right? So 
I'll tell you the Google hack is that they allow you 20% more energy because you're a salesperson. They allow you. They're okay with that. Think about it. Oh, and you go, hi, Mrs. Johnson. We just sold the property, another property on your street. See, they allow it. They're okay with it. It's only when you go like, you know, extreme and then you're going to like, you know, lose rapport. That's and a lot of the rapport is going to come from, I want to just go back to that on how you're viewing the person. So I have our coaches and some of the coaches are, are top in the world, hypnotists. And one of them is, watch this. Every time he meets a client, he's an Englishman. He says, in his own mind, he goes, I care about you and I want you to be well. And he says that in his mind and something happens, he says, in the communication. So when you're calling your clients right now, what could you say? I care about you and I want you to do well. And when you say, I'm serious. So you, you look at the name and you go, you dial a number and you go, Mary Smith, I care about you and want you to do well. Mary, what's going on? Do you see how it would affect your mind? Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds a little quirky, but yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, it well, you, know, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't say that to them. It's in your own mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The good thing about what I'm teaching you is that you can use whatever you like and discard the rest. Mm -hmm. I, I, I believe in content, so I'm going to give you so much content. I don't know how much time we've got, but you don't have to believe everything. In fact, examine it for yourself. See if it works for you. That's all. This is not a religion. See what works for you and use it. If you like it, great. If you don't, use something else. Let me recap this for a minute because I've taken some some notes here, okay? And here's what I here's how here's the order of my notes. Great. Okay? It starts with getting in state. So, we're going to talk yes. about how do we get in rapport and 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 create the space to have an unbelievable connection, conversation and and exercise our abilities of persuasion. So if right. that is what I'm looking to accomplish, then let's talk about what's the formula. Okay. It sounds like what I've learned from you today, Richard, is this formula starts with get into state. Yeah. And second, it's then determine how you're going to view the other person. Like you just yeah. used an example, you know, I might just say in my own mind, okay, um, you know, I, I really care about this person and I want them to do well. So I've yeah. in state, got the energy, take a deep breath, I've calmed down. I'm yeah. making this statement so I can now create this view of how I view the person I'm about ready to speak with. Then number three, we start connecting, we start conversing, and I'm gonna mimic their speech. I'm gonna mimic their energy level. I'm gonna mimic or match their, um, their viewpoint. So yeah. Even if somebody says, I don't really like real estate agents, I can say, you know what? I tell you, if if I was in your position and I maybe had experienced some things that you've experienced, I, I would probably feel the same way. Like that would be a way yeah. to yeah. actually match one's viewpoint. So I'm yeah. in state. I've got a good positive view of the person. I'm marrying and matching their speech, their energy level. I'm matching their viewpoint and their pronunciation. Once I do all that, then I can lead. And when I exactly. lead, they become compliant or, the, or there's compliance that actually kind of exists where then I can say, well, you know, I would assume that you would agree with this price. 
based on what we see and they automatically say yes that's compliance right and yeah i make this leading statement which would right. not be allowed in a court of law by the way i would be able to make a leading <laughs> statement and then they would agree because but they would only or the yeah. probability of them agreeing goes up tremendously when i followed one thing exactly because they're already in rhythm with it's called like a rhythm and you might say to them you know based on what we've shown you here what price do you feel a viable you know the best price of the Bible by your home versus the competition. So you give them the power, yep. and that that would be in a court of law. That would be in a court. And the other thing is that when you say I care about this person, the way that I do it, you actually speak to them in your mind. Because think about that. Because now it, you know why. Because then your focus is not on yourself, how you're feeling about them. The focus is on them. So you go, Jim. You actually talk to them like in your mind. You go, I care about you, and I want you to do well. Yeah. Everyone should do that on the call right now. Just think of, you know, think of someone that you love, like who loves you the most, not the most, but the people you love in your life and saying, and just think about them right now and saying, I care about you and I want you to do well. Just think about that and feel that state, like how you're breathing now, you, you know, the, how, you, how you are in your spirit. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that you want to make, and so I was in a lot of training and what happens is that each, watch this, I think you like that, Nib. You know, like what I'm going to say next. If you look at scripts, because a lot of coaches out there, you know, written scripts, the person who wrote the scripts wrote it on the ones that would work on them. So the driver will write scripts that would work on them. They won't necessarily work on everybody else. And the other one, there's one, this person that is into like database. I think we know who it is. And, uh, his scripts are not even question based a lot of them, but they, they're based on uh, what would work on them. And that's the problem with fixed scripts. That's they only take yourself so out. Because I can think of like my coaching friends, right, that, that are all out there. And I yeah. can look at their scripts, scripts and you can really see their personality. Inside. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they travel, right? That's cool. I know. You know, where they kind of like, they like that person. And you go, wow, that's like a different group. Yeah. So in this group, you've got this personality style mainly. And plus, another one who wants to be that personality style. So you might go, well, some analytics there, you know, an, an, uh, analytics, and uh, analytical people style, uh, but they want to be a driver, for example. So they'll be there, and it's kind of interesting. But as we've seen right now, those scripts are out of the window. Like, you, you're still out of the window, meaning they're still in the back of your mind, but try your scripts now. This is where NLP has always works better. But this is where it's like, you know, there's not even a, you know, not even in any competition. But what you do is you need those scripts. So some of those scripts are my, I have a book of the scripts in it. We actually call it the Bible of, uh, of selling in our office. So we respect them, you know, like a respectable holy book. So let's get that clear. But then once we've got that, we've got to go beyond, you know, and then you leave the guys who just with the scripts. I, I know those scripts backwards and forwards, you know. I could make videos. I could do the productivity school. I've been asked to do it just like that, I'm, I'm, you know, blindfolded. But the fact is that after that, you got to be flexible and agile. But thank goodness I have those. So at the same time, I respect and honor them. That, yeah. If you look at the most top agents and the top speakers, sorry, when they're asked a question, they usually go off the script a little bit and you go, wait a minute. It was a script, but you changed the word. So when they're doing it, but I understand because when you, Teaching a thousand people, five thousand people, it's very hard to train, like to be to have slide of mouth technique. So you gotta like say, here's a book, 
you know, go read that. Just a lot of it is systemized, you know, for that reason. And, and it makes sense. But let's go, you know, like there's a lot of agents in your group, in this group that are high level. It's time to upgrade. Yeah. You, you know what I find really fascinating and really cool? Uh, again, going back to you just said flexible a few minutes, uh, a few seconds ago. And um, the the one question that, that I get, and, and I'm sure you both get a lot, is what do I say? What do I say? So much focus and emphasis is on what. Like what words should I do use or what's the best text? What's the best script? And, and you've broken it down so elegantly, the whole process of communicating. And there was nothing in there about content, right? It starts with the mindset. It starts with the, with the, with the feeling. It starts with the physiology. And then all of that with matching and mirroring. And then after that, you'll know what to say, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it's like don't and get so caught up in the words, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the words will come out. You've already trained, yeah. Right. Now, I do tra train language patterns, I mean, as well. But those, I don't want to focus only on that because that's where everybody, like you said, they go there first. So I want to kind of open the world to them. To the, there's more to it than that. Absolutely. But even on the phone, talking to people, right? So um, they, they can feel your energy. Oh, yeah. Right? The tonality, they, they can tell whether you're standing up or sitting down or whether you're half asleep or not. So they're hearing that louder than they're hearing the words that you're saying. I want to tell you something that will that will help you the rest, and not you, but everybody telling you and help me, is that start looking at people as if they have an antenna and it's a BS detector. And then you know, so if it's BS, think about it. You're at a party and somebody says something to you. So how are you doing? You know, and you go for some reason you don't want to answer the question because the intent, like why are they asking? But somebody else is actually interested. Maybe wants to even help or learn. And they go, how are you doing? You know, how's your business doing? And somehow you go, oh, let me tell you. How come? It's the same wording. So what happens is that it's, it's the BS detector. So everybody has one. We have it. When somebody comes to us with a, a not the correct intent, we're pretty good at finding out. So that's why when, you, but when you're clean inside and you're going with a pure intent, you see, you're going to get past the gatekeeper that other people couldn't get past. And then your scripts work better. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, back to Abe, you were talking about, you started with like, how do we build rapport? There's a lot of real estate agents working at home right now. So how do we build that rapport? But if we go back to what Richard shared, get into state, ha, um, you know, have a, a, a positive view of the other person, mimic speech, energy level, match their viewpoint, pronunciation, lead, give them the power. None of that requires face-to-face no, it isn't. every bit of that is actually on the phone. I mean, I'm telling you, people need to listen to this. They need to write that down and they need to post it right yeah. by wherever they're making their calls, because that right there, you know, I've heard Richard uh, being around you and others and, you know, like, uh, you know, Matthew Ferry and things like this. I've heard a lot of yeah. things, but you just I love that guy. such a nice sequence that seems to be like, OK, that's I just need to read that sequence and just I can do that all at one time. Also, it's not like do this, then this, then this. It's kind of like, wait, I can do all that almost at one time. Right. That is really cool. Very valuable. One thing I want to mention too is um, it might, might help a lot uh, because I got, you know, that message, like how do we sound authentic and not sound like, a, you know, whatever, used car salesperson yeah. and salesy. And uh, so one of the answers is it will be, it'll be solved by this. But I also want to give you some a technique as well on top of that so what you want to do uh, one of the things you want to do is 
tell a story. Because you see, when you tell stories, there's no resistance. We've been trained to listen to stories since we were kids, you know, bedtime stories, school, just stories. So you embed <clears throat> the messages <clears throat> and the, the, the points you want to get across within the story. And people love stories. So you want to become a great storyteller. And when you're on the phone now, you can tell a story. And one thing also I want to mention also is that when you're on the phone and you're talking to people on the phone in this situation, talking about matching their viewpoint, just a little point, but I think it'd be worth uh, mentioning in this environment, is I would assess where the person is on their position of what's going on before you jump in with Mr. Doctor here. Can you give me an example? Yeah, can you give us an example? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook, and you've, you've seen on Facebook the population, and I'm going to go to these two extremes. So one extreme is, ah, it's a whole of baloney, this thing. The common cold is much worse. And they're out there on the Florida beach or whatever, right? I'm talking about real estate agents and their attitude, like whatever, right? Our clients, our clients in this case. It could be anybody. Then on the other side, it's a zombie, a couple. It's like the government's hiding, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about extremes. And there's a scale, you could imagine, where somebody's in there in that scale. And so when you're caught, and, and I'm listening to some other people give you great advice. But I want to talk about things here that no one's talking about because I don't want to just repeat what people are saying. I'm sure some of it will, will overlap, but you know, I want to be uh, give something that will be valuable to people they don't normally hear using an NLP perspective. So what you want to do is just make a statement like, whoa, crazy out there. Like, this is exciting times so or whatever. And then what happens is see their response. And they go, oh, man, I'm telling you, the government, they're hiding stuff. Yeah, I heard this, I heard that, right? On the other side, you could say, I'm not really that worried, you know, as long as you know. So what happens is that you need to match where the person is. That's all I'm saying. Just keep that in mind. Don't go in there leading. Don't lead with your view. Like, oh, I'm really you know, concerned about you. It's, I know some terrible times. I know we're all suffering and all that. Because what if you didn't want to say anything? And you too, you? You've been brainwashed too. So just be careful of that. It doesn't take long. What, I mean, there's no time involved. There's, there's no cost to what I'm telling you. So make a statement rather than, you know, or a question. But it could even be a statement. Like, wow, exciting times, Jimmy. <laughs> like that. And then you wait for the response. And then you're going to lead, you know, match the, where the person is. Just to yeah. something that I think is important. Yeah. Does that make uh, sense? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. Great point. Don't leave with yeah. your view. Yeah. You ask a few questions. Get a, a feeling for where their view is and then match their view. Now, with that, yeah. Richard, okay, so I could see somebody listening to what you just said or what I – I, Yeah, I love devil's advocates. So what if I said this to you? It's like, yeah, but Richard, then it, how am I going to be authentic if I actually am listening to their view? Well, what if it doesn't really meet my view? How am I going to be authentic really in question. to establish a relationship? So when, see, when they say that, nobody said you have to agree with their view. Okay. You're just acknowledging it, that's all. You're seeing where the person is, so at least you can communicate. Give me an example. So, so let's say, okay, go ahead. My view is, is you know, I'm afraid the market's just going to, I think it's going to get really bad. I can appreciate that. And where's the source of that information just so I can be helpful? You, you know, I've just, I've been watched flipping from CNN to Fox News to, to back to CNN. It just, 
I don't know. It just feels like, you know, it's not, it's not good right now. Absolutely. So where does that lead you in your decisions? Uh, you know, I don't know. What do you think I should do? Well, you have a couple of options. I mean, I'm not here to tell you what you should do. You have to see what's good for you. If you think that you want to stay here in the property for, are you talking about real estate, by the way? Yeah. That is my sure. question. Okay, good. Because I didn't call you for real estate reasons, by the way, because you're my past client. I just came to check to make sure you guys are okay. Because what I'm doing is you're part of my family in a sense. You're my community. And I and I, I want to reach out. I mean, thinking about you. I mean, what a great time we had when we had. Could, do you remember when we, um, remember when that, that buyer came in and he came in without an agent? Do you remember that? And he's walking around the house. Remember when you called me? Yeah. You know, so first of all, I'm going to change your state, right? Get you into a different state. I'm shifting your state. So write down humor. You'd be surprised how good you can get at humor without, with, with elegance. You see how I did that? I'm out of the role play now. Yes. So I'm going to get your stick. I'm going to remind you of a time where we can get, you know, whatever. And I'm not going to make you laugh out loud, but, you know, but I'm reminding you of some good times that we had. When I said and you, you didn't say, oh, I agree. You didn't go there. No. Or you didn't also didn't say, well, I disagree. So, or you exactly. didn't insinuate. So it's well, yeah. like your strategy was more of like, okay, listen, and then maybe ask another question to see like what's, What's behind that one layer? What's what's a little bit deeper? What am I really experiencing here? Right. And it's really important that we learn the pause mm. as well. Because we, when somebody speaks, let them have a moment right mm. after. Because they may want to add something. You know, so we've got to, you know, you've all had that where somebody, you're talking to somebody and you finish a sentence and they start talking and you're actually going to maybe reveal something that would actually be helpful to them. You know, whatever. So, you know, learn. I mean, now is the time for the pause because it's time for sometimes to be still, you know, and just listen to the person, too. But, yeah, that was a that was a very practical thing. And I'm reminding you in an elegant way that so in the end, when you put the phone down, I don't want you to say, oh, he called me. He wants business. So in that case, because of your attitude as well, because you weren't in the top, you know, optimum attitude of uh, feeling gracious and, you know, whatever and generous and feeling great about people about what's going on. So I want to, I just wanted to remind you in that I wouldn't always do that, but in that case, I reminded you that you're the one who brought up real estate, not me. Yeah. Got it. You know, so you'll remember the call because you see, they'll remember otherwise, whatever they want to remember. Mm -hmm. I got to control how you feel after the call. See, see, a lot of people just make the call, but what's the lasting effect of a call? You know, so people say make a great first impression and they're absolutely right. I'll put my signature on that. The very few people talk about make a great last impression. I don't hear, I don't see many books on that. Maybe there is one. Mm -hmm. But you want to, what's a lasting effect of your call afterwards? How come there's no one talking about that too much? Absolutely. I should write a book on that. Yeah. And it's based on the frames that are set now. Like a, we reframed the position of real estate. You brought it up. And, uh, and, you know, elegantly. Let, let me let me point out something. I want to make sure everybody out there heard it. Um, with the feeler that you threw out when you said it's it's crazy out there, isn't there? Something along those lines. Yeah. How how important that is to really get a feel of what what is going on in that person's mind, and then also how vague the statement is, right? So the more vague you make it, the more they're gonna tell you. Like it, it's like you can yeah. be more specific and say, "Man, this coronavirus thing is crazy, isn't it?" But now you're kind of not really feeling you're kind of projecting your feeling of what's happening, right? Because they might be more worried about the stock market right now 
they might have someone in the family that's they might be getting a divorce. Who knows what's going on? So by you making it that vague, I thought we should point that out. That the the more vague, the more open you make it, and let them tell you what specifically is going in their gone in their lives right now. I think is is, is crucial. Yeah, that that's called an ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're making a, it's an ambiguity statement. Like what does that mean? They'll put they'll put their own meaning into it. They'll enter the meaning. Mm-hmm. Now let me exactly. ask you another question to that. Uh, go, go ahead. ahead. Um, now, how important is the reverse of that? Like, so say, for instance, I'm on a phone with somebody and um, and they say, man, this is just not a good time to sell. Right. So you as a salesman, I mean, that can mean so many different things right now. Right. So how important is it for you to actually dig a little bit deeper and ask, why is it not a good time to sell as opposed to just make it coming up to your own conclusion based on what your beliefs are of what's happening? Right. And that's why in that case, you know, I said, you know, what, 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 what's the source of that information? Where do you get yeah. that from? Which is the, a meta model. I'm going down. I'm chunking down. Chunking down yeah. yeah. And the key is, you know, just to ask it. A lot of it is going to be um, the sincerity in the way that we talk, our voice, the caring. In the, but okay, there's somebody I was coaching who's really uh, a great producer and, you know, a go-getter. And one thing he has is a great authority in his voice. I really like it. But the only thing is he recognized it. I told him and he goes, yeah, I know, is that you can sound a bit cold. So what I did was I, I, you know, not, not just working on the sound of the voice, like the sound, we did do that, but I gave him a rhythm. I, I introduced a rhythm into the voice. So but I said that I'd rather you keep the authority than what I'm going to tell you. So we're not going to lose the authority. And now his voice sounds so good. He retained the authority, but because he's speaking in a rhythm, it actually sounds like he, I mean, even when I hear him now, I enjoy hearing him because he's got that caring. So that caring in the voice, and we can all do that. If you go into a tape recorder, you say the script, whatever script you use, one way, plainly, and then you put caring into it. And you hear it and you go, wow. You know, that's emotion. And we know that emotion moves people. It makes you know, like uh, logical reasoning makes people think. But emotion makes people actually do things like sign contracts, make decisions, you know, walk from here to here. It's emotion. So, yeah, the voice is really important when we do asking these questions. And, you know, because some people will, like in the pre-qualifying, right? You know how some people can ask the pre-qualifying on a listing presentation? And they say, nobody's asking the questions. And the person right next to them is getting... Every client just about to answer every single question using the same scripts. Yeah. That was a fascination for me. It always has been. Is how come two people, you know, prospecting clinic or whatever, and using the same scripts, but one's getting appointments, one one every four hours or three hours, and one can't get an appointment, can barely get a lead. A lot of it is how you're viewing the situation how you're viewing what you're doing, who you are in the business, what role you are in the business, what's your position in the community? Are you a contributor? Are you making life better for everybody? And you're, you know, are you, are you calling and making things good? Are you enjoying what you're doing? Are, are you having fun? And that's why uh, when you're on these calls with the past clients, for example, oh, by the way, one thing I want to mention, because it hasn't been mentioned out there, I haven't seen it. Maybe somebody said it among all the people talking and giving great advice out there and I honor everyone that's, that's 
generous enough to be on these calls. They're busy business people out there. The call before you, for example, and before me, is that um, when you're calling your past clients, for example, it could be any category, remember the personality styles. You want to match that, the personality styles. I don't hear anyone talking about it. So if you're talking to an, an analytical, you want to know numbers, what's going on with the numbers in your, your marketplace, right? You may even ask you about something. You might start teaching you about, are oh, you doing this, this, and this? Have you seen the world authority on that? So that person, isn't that a different communication than, let's say, an amiable? You might ask you, you know, uh, Greg, how are you doing with the family? How are the kids? How are you managing? It's a completely different conversation to drive itself. It's not a time to, to put that on the side. It's a time when you need it more than ever to know the personality styles. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So and I keep I, that in mind. Yeah. I wrote down your view of what you're doing will dictate how well you're doing. Oh, yeah. So somebody said, well, you know, like, do I, am, I, am, I, am I a salesperson? And I say, yeah. Because now we're going to really find out what was your view of the word being a salesperson. We'll find out now. Because I feel that a salesperson is helps people make a good decision. Mm -hmm. It helps people nudge someone. Because left on their own, people left on their own, people don't make good decisions. And that's where we go to a doctor or lawyer. And he'll say, you need to get this done, this done, this done. And, he, and I'm, I'm going to do surgery. But you need to follow these 10 diet principles. And that way, when I cut you, it won't be this much. It'll only be this much. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. He's influencing. He's telling the person because he believes in what he's doing. So as a salesperson, my job is to help people make good decisions, their decision to give them the right information to lead them. It's an honorable position. So I'm a salesperson right now. right? Does it mean that I'm selling all the time, trying to get people to buy real estate? No. I recommend personally, this is my own personal view. There's no right or wrong. You'll find your own view that if I'm calling past clients right now, I'm not I'm not talking about real estate. I'm just checking in with them to see how they're doing because they know I'm a real estate agent. If they bring it up, great. But I'm not I'm not talking about real estate unless they bring it up. And sometimes they will bring it up, like Greg did so well because it's kind of you know in that situation where he brought it up. And then I'll bring it up. But I, I don't mention it. Now, how do you do that? Like, what if someone said, but I want to bring it up. So if you want to bring it up, there are elegant ways of bringing it up. You know, you say, hey, so how are you spending the time at your home? What are you doing with the kids? What activities? And they go, yeah. And they go, yeah, same as me. I mean, I'm wearing a suit at home. You know, if you are at home. My wife was laughing at me, saying, you're wearing a suit, you know. And uh, you still got your tie on. But you know, I've got deals to close, I told her. You know, so you just mentioned that in the real estate to trigger that real estate response. That makes sense. You know, whatever it is, right? So that kind of thing, you can make it into a joke. So, oh, that's another thing, talking about humor. You'd be surprised, you know, how good you can get, you know, when you have the intention to put some humor on it, you know, to put something. I know I heard about my friend. He said that, you know, uh, my friend Jim, uh, he was watching uh, whatever it's called, some Netflix I forgot there's one uh, with the Vikings or whatever. Let's say, let's say the Vikings. And say, my buddy there, you know, he was telling me that there was two episodes of Homeland he never saw. And you know what he did? He, 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 went, he couldn't remember which ones they were. So he told me last Sunday he watched every single one. Can you imagine? Just to make sure he didn't miss one. The guy was like, okay, you know, make a joke like that. 
but you know, just a sensible uh, yet silly example. Kind of bring down the walls. Is that yeah, what yeah. Because you'll get them in a different state. Because there's a uh, sympathetic nervous system. When we're in that, in that, it's fight or flight. We have to get them into pa the parasympathetic nervous system where they're more resourceful. And you do that through humor and these type of things. Yeah. So, you know, so when people come to me and they've taken NLP with somebody else, you know, I, I always bring things to the table from the field. And that way I'm, they're getting things they don't get from anyone else because mine's from the field. You know, it's actually a real story, real stuff. So they think all I'm going to do is language patterns, mm -hmm. which I can do really well. And I do have a group where I do have just language patterns. And uh, that's all they want to do. And that's fine. And believe me, it's really powerful. So here's the script for the embedded commands, cause and effect, implied cause and effect, future pacing. But there's a lot more. And that's now you know, you know, Greg asked me why I went to NLP deeper. Because I love that stuff. I mean, in fact, I was in the group, you know, some of you will know, I was the example of the NLP real estate guy. Like on the, for example, on two two calls I remember that Matthew had me on where he actually had me play my live calls to 80 people because they, they were stuck on pacing and leading. Mm. And I was doing it, so I played my live call and went on future pacing. So that the language patterns, in other words, I believe in them 100%. But there's a lot more to getting people to say yes, to be connected to you, you know, in, than, uh, than, than just the language pattern. So in other words, the language pattern, I'm holding it up high. But let's... You know, world class. So I tell people I only trail, you know, train world class. So it's kind of tough. I make you work. I make you study because I don't know anything else. I only train world class. So I'm not the right guy. Otherwise, you know, like so. World class would require, you know, everything in influence, not just the language pattern, like you said, Dave, like the mindset, yeah, the way you view the situation. Definitely, uh, much more. Uh, uh, much more to it than just learning a few scripts and hey, yeah, yeah. But then the language patterns look cute, like like that. Yeah, you know, just knowing what a tie like down, I guess, is better than not knowing what a tie down is or knowing what. Oh, they're really useful. I mean, they're great. That's what I said. That's why I held it up because I mean that will just add to your business, and what we've all got examples of, of great success. Future pacing statements I heard came from one of my agents. I'm telling you, she said it probably. I, I'd have to say 15 years ago. And um, and I never forget it. And it was around um, setting the expectation where she signs a contract with a buyer and then she's going to set an expectation about a closing. And she says, hey, congratulations. We've ratified the contract. We've got the property. You know, we've got a closing date of 45 days, you know, down the road. It's, let's call it April 15th. Um, but here's one thing that I want you to know. Closing, real estate closing dates are kind of like it's the same thing as the dates that a doctor will tell you when they know that you're pregnant, when they give you a date, a birth date. They say, hey, you're going to have, you know, they're going to, the doctor's going to tell you, yes, you're going to give birth and the birth date's going to be September 7th. But we know when the closer we get that sometimes it becomes September 6th, September 8th, September 9th. So just understand when we get towards the end, closer to the closing date, be prepared that it adjust a few days here and there. It was like to me, she, uh, and 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 she just made that up, and I'm like, wow, that is a great example of future pacing. That's great. People don't freak out 
when the closing date gets changed, she can then say, hey, remember when I was telling you about birthing dates and how they're similar to closing dates? Well, here, this is an exact example. And it just brings calmness at a time where people's emotions are really high. So just wanted to throw that out there for people that are, um, you know, might want to use that one little strategy. Because that's, that's a great one. Yeah, that's a great one. That's good. Well, hey, so thanks, guys. And yeah. Well, for, for the group, anyone in the group, if anybody wants uh, just to like a few hints about sounding really not sounding, but being and making sure people realize how sincere you are on the calls you make or whatever they want to talk about NLP, then they can go. I'll do a, a 12. Usually people say 15 minutes, but I'll do a 12 minute. It says 15 minutes, but I actually put up the page for the call. I figured that, you know, someone might want to talk further. I want to learn a bit more. So they can go to richarddougal.com mm -hmm. and right on the top, they can schedule the call and be 12 minutes of just content like this and uh, whatever they want. Anybody. Did. So don't be shy. I'm easy to talk to. And, you know, you might have an issue with a customer. Like, how do I handle this customer? But I'll do that. Because I really honor what you're doing, both of you, you know, on this, you know, having this uh, this platform for the community to get together. Not just for this time, but, you know, just the contribution you make. Yeah. But wow, are you, are you putting it up today? Are you, I mean, like, you're really, you know, shining through, like, as a contribution and, you know, to the community, supporting the real estate community, no matter where they are. It could be, it's not just the ones that are in your town. I mean, anywhere. I mean, yeah. it, uh, the influence you're having is enormous and it's it doesn't go unnoticed. Well, I appreciate you saying that. You know, Abe and I have made a commitment and I've made a commitment even outside by myself. Just, you know, I, I recognize the need. You got to remember, I, I have 200 plus agents in my operation. I, I can... I've got a good idea of what kind of need is out there, what what the real estate agent. It's a big enough sample of agents that I can tell you if, it, if they're feeling it here, then they're feel, people are feeling it all over. And so um, we're going to get out of this together, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the more and I believe so strongly in collaboration and I believe in collaboration where we freely collaborate and without conditions. And, you know, yes, I'm doing my best to be an example, but I also understand when I put myself out there and I'm an example like this, what's amazing is how much I'm getting in return where people are texting me, hey, I just tried this out, check this out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a brilliant idea. You know, so it, it's interesting. The law of reciprocity really kicks in and you may not see that on the Facebook page because you see a lot of outgoing content from us, but right. what knows really going on, it's fostering reciprocity and, and people are just helping each other all over the place. And, and I'm also challenging all the other Facebook pages and all the other coaches. I, I, I pose the challenge to you, go oh, wow. do what we're doing, meaning go create more content, help fellow real estate agents. I'm not saying exactly. Maybe we love this industry. We honor it and we respect it. Yeah, it's fine. Like let's go and do the job that we need to do that they need us to do. And that is lead. Let's lead everyone to success. Forget about what you're going to make out of it, because I do believe that we'll we'll be fine if we oh, yeah. start from a contributing standpoint. We will be fine. So that's what the group's. Uh, about. One thing I want to mention too, because I, I, I was talking to someone who's in the London Stock Exchange, he's a stockbroker in, in London, England, and uh, he said that they have a saying over there. I oh, hear the saying. He said that if I remember it correctly, 
in the in the bad times you earn the money in the good times you bank the money mm. and what he meant by that is you earn it in the bad times you earn it by doing things like what you're doing by reaching out to your past clients database out there to the community the fizzball you're earning it and the banking is the metaphor is then you the bank your bank it the money comes in so I, I just thought I'd share that as a, as a place to, to... How can people get in touch with you, Richard? You said... Richard... Uh, yeah, they go to uh, richarddougal.com. Yeah. And they go there. And I, we put the page up because I thought some people might want to talk. And right there, you just click a button. Okay. And it goes to a scheduler. And I'll, and by the way, when it says open, I'm going to open up more hours because, uh, you know, people's convenience at this time. So I'm going to open it up so you can check it if it doesn't... Um, Work, you know, work over in the evening, but even in the evening, I'm ready. Okay. And on Sunday, you can book me. Good. Saturday, and Sunday. I'm like you. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, I love the industry. Getting a lot on the Facebook page, this Facebook group. So people could also find you on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just click and, and, and find yeah, you. Yeah, it'd be great. And, and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, just uh, press that button. Use, it's called this thing. You can use this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That's called priming, by the way, priming. <laughs> Richard, thank you so much. I feel like I got a crash course in um in NLP. Yeah, I've thank got, you. Yeah, I've got a full page of notes, so yeah. I've got <laughs> in this we'll one. do it again. No, bro, I got more. <laughs> got more with you. Well, good, Richard. Thank, thank you so much, and I really appreciate you playing the game with us and and being a contribution yourself. And I do. I have known Richard for quite a long time, and I, I, I he does inspire me with his knowledge of language and communication. And um, so if anybody's looking to level up their game and um, want to improve, you know, their skill sets and improve the, the difference that you'll make within buyers and sellers, then, yeah, please reach out to Richard. That, that, that'd be fantastic. So thank that'd you. That'd be a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, guys, we made it work. Thank, thanks yeah. for your patience. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye bye.